This episode of Fight Stories is brought to you by Absolute Nature CBD, bringing you the finest in all organic, all natural CBD oil and CBD oil products. Type in the promo code Goon Squad at checkout, save yourself 40%. Who's beating that? No one. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> we need to get Bad Boy to sponsor this too. <laughs> yeah. Imagine we get sued for that. For just a nobody. Oh fuck. They're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> it mails out. Um, is he still alive, Lastman? Anyway, next sponsor. Yeah, no, Lastman's still alive. His son is running the uh running the ship over there, as far as I know. But okay. uh but I, lo- I love Mel Lastman's Bad Boy. That's a, oh, that's yeah. a cool. We gotta get them to sponsor a comedy tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next one. Uh, this episode is also, also. I'll get it right. This episode is also brought to you by Uncle Ronnie's Tea Bag, bringing you the finest teas, the finest and the funniest. Go to UncleRonnieTeaBag.com. That's where we got all of our fight stories merch, including the specialty uh special what is it what is it fully licensed legally licensed officially <laughs> licensed officially that's the word officially <laughs> licensed uh t-shirts with some of our previous guests including former nhl tough guy trevor gillies yeah so uh yeah get over there uncle ronnie's teabag.com yeah stuff up guns are sun's coming out the guns gotta be coming out you need the <laughs> I gotta work on. I gotta work on my white and red. <laughs> the Canadian flag going with the cutoff tees, right? White on red on the sides, white in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, uh, okay. So, another episode of Fight Stories. Here we are. Here mm-hmm. we are. We got a we got a good one lined up for you, my buddy Mark DeMeo and your buddy JJ Whitehead. Huh? This is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, couple, couple uh, comedians. Your friends, a com- yeah. He was a comic, right? Yeah, yeah. Comic, cop, bunch of stuff. Yeah. Modern, so we recorded these mom. all in the summer, so it's trying to remember all these people that we've had on. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, both those guys are beauties. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that being a fun episode. So I'm looking forward to re-listening to it. <laughs> and I, I was drinking a lot in the summer. I was. Yeah. <laughs> being the, episodes, the hats the hats a little cocked you know yeah, i was a little little messed up on some of those episodes i apologize i apologize <laughs> whatever two months tomorrow two months sober tomorrow. Right, you just get to rediscover it all over again yeah so i went to the um i had to go to an uh oh god what do you fucking call it um i had to get an and 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 endoscopy no and endoscopy and the, I, mean, I, don't, I don't go to doctors yeah <laughs> it's where they it's where they put the camera up your nose and go down your throat oh man because i've i've, I've had like this sore throat for like fucking two months after covid mm-hmm. and uh turns out it's acid reflux but um i thought it was from uh s and biden's d that entire election <laughs> 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 way, to, way to keep it clean so that we can keep the ad revenue going <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking that's <laughs> in biden's d um, so he tries to i go listen i've got a deviated septum 
I've got I've been punched in the nose a bunch. So she's trying to get the the camera up my nose, but it's all it's all bent <laughs> up, right? So she's like punched oh, in the man. nose by cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, this side's a little tight. I don't know if I could do it. And then so she pulls it out. She goes to the next side. She goes, you kind of got to go up and then make a turn. It's like it's funny how it's how it's shaped. And I go, oh, you mean like my nose? And then she looks at my nose and she goes, oh yeah, <laughs> because it's been broken so many times, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a fun little doctor's visit. And then she goes, oh, and then I said, uh, she goes, oh, was that, is it shaped like that because of an accident? I was like, I just told you. I got punched in the nose a bunch. (laughs) She didn't believe you. Yeah, no, but she was still trying to like PC it up. These people are just so used to, you know, being prim and proper. She still couldn't like, you know. Yeah, she couldn't fathom more, you know. That violence exists in your realm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Gentlemen. That's great. Yeah. I uh, I saw what okay interesting situation this morning. I was I wanted to tell you about this uh-huh. on the podcast. So, so I'm at the local Circle K convenience store picking up a couple Red Bulls. You yeah. know how I do early in the AM. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> Kickstart my heart. <laughs> And I'm walking out of Circle K and walking in is a woman that I know from town, very nice lady, very attractive woman. And, uh, you know, I would imagine she gets a lot of attention from guys. And uh, so we say hi, whatever, and she's walking in. I'm walking out. Door closes so she doesn't hear this. But this guy comes walking up. It was like he popped out of the bushes. Just a little perv goblin. (laughs) (laughs) He pops up. This guy's about five foot seven. He's got a toque, long, greasy hair, scraggly kind of beard. He's about 60 years old. Oh, (laughs) like to a T, the grimy roofer construction worker, just a lifer type dude. And, you know, he's treating it like we're on the construction site. He just looks at me and he goes, I fucker. Would, buddy. Yeah. I go, <laughs> I go, oh, you would, eh? <laughs> like, of course. And he yeah. just looks at me again. He goes, I fucker. <laughs> you, did, you, you did not give him the response that he wanted, you know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. And so, <laughs> well, I know her, right? So, like, yeah. if she had heard that, I would have had to smack the guy in the head because she's a really nice person. You know, yeah. that's. You know that yeah, that's on the job site. We're it's outside yeah. the convenience store. You don't know me. Yeah. Now this is where it's interesting, and that nothing happened. But this is one minute before I walked through there. There was only one other guy that was out of his vehicle that was walking by, and it was this guy who is an absolute monster. He looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it's her husband or longtime boyfriend. If he had been one minute earlier on that comment, and that's who he would have said it to. It was either there's only two people in that parking lot, me and this guy. This guy doesn't play around. He's the he he takes him. I know him from town. I don't know him personally, but I just know him from you know, he's one of those guys that takes himself so seriously, and he's maybe the most overprotective boyfriend i've ever seen in my life yeah, and yeah. 
if that dude had said that to him, it he would have got drifted so hard. Like, just it was a game of inches between, <laughs> you know, getting me and yeah, getting yeah. that guy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, funny. that just rolls off my back. I'm like, whatever. He didn't, she didn't hear it. And yeah. It wasn't your wife or anything. Ridiculous. Just a, yeah. It's just a stupid comment to make, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'm not going to correct that behavior with this guy. But if he had said it to the boyfriend, Oh my God! It would have been Tune Up City, baby. So where did this? Where did the perv goblin, as you call them, where did he come from? Because I feel like he you know everybody in this town. So the, where there's this. Cert- but sorry, where did he come from? Like he's not from your town. I think he's from the town. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. a he's a local dude. Oh, okay. I mean, You've seen him around before. No, I've never seen him. But like, there's my town's big enough that I don't know everyone in the town. You know, oh. they know me though. <laughs> skokes everyone knows skokes baby <laughs> yeah that's probably why he was leaning into it he was like oh man this is my chance to talk to the comedian oh yeah that you, you never know right you never yeah. know i but i mean i don't think i know i don't think that i don't i know that guy it was just he was looking at me like ah this guy's on the level yeah this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's one of my own <laughs> this guy's also a pervert (laughs) buddy you would have caught me at nine at night instead of nine in the morning we'd have a different conversation altogether (laughs) hey you gotta smoke (laughs) oh yeah he just like he came out of out of the woodwork like he there's uh tim hortons right beside it so he probably was coming out of tim hortons walking towards his work truck yeah and uh Oh my God. But if it, it was like, if he was 40 seconds earlier and caught the other guy, dude, I'm just glad that that guy didn't hear him say it to me because I would have got my ass kicked too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have been party to it. <laughs> just Why didn't you say something? Yeah. Innocent bystander. Yeah. I mean, you know, ah, that, guy, that guy's a big dude though. I bet you he, like, I know he would have drifted that landscaper for sure. He's demoted now from a construction guy to a landscaper. <laughs> hey, don't, landscapers actually higher up in my opinion because I work landscaping. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of the history. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against construction workers, but I did work landscaping for a long time. So <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of an elite. You know the mental strain involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. Just it's just a game of inches, right? You just say yeah. the wrong thing to the wrong guy, and to I like, wonder, you know, how many times do those little interactions get missed where it's just so close? Mm-hmm. You know, that you're getting your fucking. I mean, it's probably happened to me where I've got missed, get my head kicked in ten times. Oh, you, know? you don't even realize it. Yeah, and yeah. You, you just go through life yeah. like it's nothing. Oh my god, yeah. I wish that I got to see that fight. That would have been so fun. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be getting slapped against the wall. <laughs> Would have been. What if swift. you're totally? What if you're totally misreading the guy though? And he's like, "Yeah, I did." And he just high fives him and gives him a little pat and goes in the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the guy, the boyfriend. If he was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I, I, no, he's not. He's not. He's not cool like, at all. No, 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 no. Like. One of the most serious individuals ever. He probably doesn't smile because he thinks it's gay. (laughs) Still. (laughs) I mean, it is smiling is pretty gay. But shaving your but shaving your arms and chest. Totally hetero.
right, man. That was my day. Yeah, just Let's there's see. not a lot going on. We're getting locked down again. They're- yeah, dude, that's fucking bananas. How do you, how does Canada feel right now watching the rest of the world, like or, or at least us? You know, going out. I was at the park today. Nobody was wearing a mask. My kid interacted with about ten other kids. Everyone's drinking jizz out of super soakers in, in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, looks like we're not getting that ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so glad that you wasted your S Biden's D <laughs> only to drink jizz out of a super sucker. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got to be funny sometimes, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get into this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's fire it up. Oh. Wait, one more second before we get into this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and comment and share and do all that other shit. And make sure you hit the bell button because the bell button besides subscribe, that will give you alerts every time our videos come up. So you'll get a little message saying, hey, there's a new fight stories clip. There's a new fight stories episode. And then you'll be so excited that you hit play on it. (laughs) Boom. All right. And then we're getting that ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. All right, here we go. JJ Whitehead, Mark the Mail. Uh, let's just get this thing going. This is Fight Stories. I'm John Moses, my co-host, Tyler Morrison, my buddy, Mark the Mail, and Tyler's buddy, JJ Whitehead out in LA. Hey, we're doing it. Um, yep. Normally, we don't start off in this way. We, like, we don't really talk topical, but these videos of Tyson shadow boxing and punching is all i can think about i just ran like two miles and i'm in the shower like i'll fight somebody right now (laughs) (laughs) what do you guys think about tyson uh you know thinking about lacing him back up again uh it's fantastic man i mean it depends i mean they gotta find something soft and doughy for him to fight first fight i assume Right, but uh, but I mean that's great. In this day yeah. and age, everybody gets to make a comeback. I think the whole the goal is to fight Holyfield again. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I swear. I think I even saw Holyfield being interviewed about it. You know what's funny? He's got to obviously fight somebody his own age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when you're training any athlete, you know, somebody who gets back into working out, you're going to be able to do great in the gym. Right, and then. Uh, if you start pushing it a little too hard before the fight, you're going to get hurt. So you're not going to be able to fight. So, yeah. And then when you fight, it's, you know, it's going to be, you're going to run out of, it's just. Plus it'd be really shitty if Tyson ends some 25 year old's career. It's just, he's just starting just on his own. I'd be in that. I'd love that. (laughs) Tyson just ends him. Yeah, I'm more, you know, because this, this bit where he was going to fight Tyson Fury or some nonsense, I was like, dude, you look good yeah. in the video for 30 seconds. Let's not get you know carried away here, you know? Like, yeah, this, this has to be vetted properly. I don't want, you don't want it to ruin Tyson's legacy. So. Right. Tyson Fury is um, Buster Douglas times a thousand. Right. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. Such a, you know, and, and Buster Douglas was a great, you know, when he wanted to, he could be a really good boxer. And that's what happened when Tyson lost, he, you know, that night. 
Yeah. yeah, he was fueled when, he, like, uh, Douglas, his, well, didn't his mom just die? Like, he had a lot of, like, yeah, um, right. reasons yeah. to win that fight. Douglas's you know? mom just died, and uh, Tyson had herpes or something. <laughs> or <simple laughs> like, wasn't, wasn't Tyson suffering from not giving a shit as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. Apparently yeah. he was out the night before, but. <laughs> still, and he technically, he still almost knocked him out. Yeah. yeah. That was a long it, pound, it, that busted when Buster Douglas got knocked down, I think it yeah. was in the third round or something. That was a long fucking count, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. Yeah. I remember. I remember last Tyson's last fight where he just threw in the towel and was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." Like, I definitely don't. It would be nice to see him get one more to sort of like let that go out. But I don't want to see this guy come back and fight for any length. You know, just. It would be like an exhibition. I think it would be against somebody like maybe even a Michael Moore who might be fucking – anybody who's like can get into shape and who's his age, they'll have yeah. exhibition fights. Right. I'd love to see him fight Lennox Lewis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what That's type of idea. any of these guys are in, but they'll get yeah, into shape and make the money. I can, I can guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. yeah. In six months, they'll get it together. George George Foreman was the exception to the rule, though. Right. What he's inspiring right now is the senior circuit. You can have all these guys come back on a senior circuit. Right. Everyone yeah. would pay to watch. Yeah, yeah why sure. not? How, how many rounds do they go in the senior circuit? Because that's one thing. You got you to Probably three rounds. rounds. Why not three okay. rounds? Let right. them just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah I think that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right, so uh, let's launch into it. Mark, uh, listen, don't, don't tell any stories that's going to jeopardize your, uh, <laughs> your, um, your 401k and your retirement. No, actually, I don't have any of those type of stories. I, I was figuring you might ask me about that, but I was lucky enough to go through my 20-year uh, my career without really having to put my hands on somebody, so. Right, yeah. So Mark was an NYPD cop for a long time, but I always like imagine oh, wow. you'd, be the, you'd be the coolest guy to be a cop, like always letting guys get away with it. You know, like all right, just get out of here, don't do it again. I mean, listen, I, I, I didn't really like people get away with stuff, but you, you know, if you gotta go, you gotta go. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they kind of, you know, you explain to them in a, you know, in a decent way, and uh, they know what time it is. <laughs> you, did, you know if you get like for a long time i was in the warrant squad so if you had a warrant you knew you had the warrant and then when i was investigating robberies you know it was uh you know i was in the, i was the middleman i was it was a victim on the other end telling me they did it so that was a comfortable feeling when you have a victim on the other end of it there's not too much uh i'm just acting on their behalf right right yeah you're, yeah you're totally justified you feel good about it yeah, I like those type of rests better. Right. <laughs> you know what? Like, Mark, I, you're you're such an easygoing dude. I forget how, like, big and imposing you are, but you never just, carry yourself that way. Like, what, I, I, I love I, that he's got his favorite type of rest. Like, I have a thing. Everybody, you know, everybody has a pet peeve. I didn't like, I didn't like robbers or burglars. Right. I just hate sneaky. people who steal. I have a fucking thing for people who steal. Yeah. Right. Even now, I like I think of like violent shit I could do to somebody fucking if I caught him touching my shit. <laughs> Which brings me up. I'll tell you. I'm supposed to tell a fight story here, right? Yeah. 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 All right. One, so one you've been in, one you watched, whatever. Okay. So um, 
I, I want to start it off by saying I'm not a violent person by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't, I'm not confrontational at all, uh, which hurt me growing up as a kid because um, there was one incident, believe it or not, I was in a breakdancing crew. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. I used to do like uh, freestyle dancing. I know it sounds gay, but um, yeah, and I yeah. had a partner, his name was Jimmy. I know that sounds gay too. And I used to spin him on my head. I know that sounds really gay, but. Um, so after one of these dances that were, that it just keeps getting gayer. Yeah. <laughs> after one of these dances that we went to, um, for some reason, there was another guy, we, we knew him from, from the block that we used to hang out on, but he was with a whole different other crew. And for some reason that crew got into a fight with our crew but I didn't really know what was going on and I didn't have a beef in this whole thing. So I kind of didn't, like, I was just in the peripheral. And then when it was all said and done, I just felt bad. And I, I just had a feeling like um, some of the guys that, I, you know, who were in my crew felt that, uh, you know, that I shouldn't have fucking punched somebody or got involved. And I hated that feeling. And I swore to myself, I'm never going to get that feeling again. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking hitting somebody next time. I don't give a shit who it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, it's just a horrible feeling. You don't so, want them questioning you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And especially in my neighborhood, as I got out of the uh, the break dancing, I got into partying more and just hanging out. Like, for example, in the story where I grew up, um, I always tell people we used to play this game. You know, the, uh, you ever play this game when you're a teenager called, um, what the fuck are you looking at? You ever play that game? <laughs> you ever hanging out oh, yeah. the corner, getting, drinking and getting fucked up all night, just walking around the neighborhood looking for fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. And even that I was uncomfortable with, man. I didn't, I, you know, the other guys used to do it and I used to have to stand there like an idiot, but at least I was, I was getting my jump. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I got this car. I got a Cadillac. I got an 83 Coupe de Ville. I went to Brooklyn to get it, right? Yeah. Where else would you go get a, a Cadillac? And I had this thing with my car. If you hit my car, I'm going to fuck you up. There was no questions asked. I don't give a shit who you are. So uh, I'm parked in front of Silver Screen, which was a nightclub in Astoria. And it was on Steinway Street in like 36th Avenue. And it was like in the middle of the week and I was just cruising around the story. You would do your lap, you go down Steinway, you go down Dittmar's Boulevard, you go through the park once, you do it again. You stop in front of Silver Screen. So I got this girl, she's hanging in my car. She, you know, I'm kind of sort of double parked across the street from it. And I'm asking her, how is it? Who's inside? Maybe I'll park, maybe I'll come in, maybe I'll do another lap, whatever. And while this conversation is going on with this girl from my neighborhood, I hear this fucking car coming from behind me. And it's making this, uh, you know, you know those fucking little cars that go, wee, wee, wee. You know those fucking, you know, they fucking, <laughs> they take everything out of the car that makes it fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden, it sounds like they're going fast, but then, and I, I hear somebody driving like a fucking asshole behind me. So I look in my rearview mirror and I see this guy in a car going zigzagging in and out of the traffic, coming oh, down the block. Shit. So I go back to talking to her. And then as soon as I go back to talking to her, boom, something hits my car. So I'm like, oh, fuck. And I see the car take off. The guy hit my car. That same asshole that was fucking driving from behind me. Yeah. So I said to the girl, I said, I got I to go. I got to fucking catch up to this guy now. And I remember, I got this thing going. If you hit my car, I got to fuck you up. So now I'm right behind this guy. And he's fucking flying down Steinway. I'm flying right behind him. 
So finally, after like two blocks, the guy pulls over right in the middle of the street and gets out of his car. It's this tall, skinny Spanish guy. He's got all the, you know, whatever stupid beads that you could put around your neck. <laughs> Back then, you know how they used to wear like, you know, fucking three wooden things and a fucking yeah. cross and fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever nonsense you could put together and this fucking uh, wife beater, you know, like a tank top and shit. Yeah. But he was skinnier than me. I was already in the gym for a while. You know what I'm saying? I was, yeah, I was yeah, pretty yeah. big. But I was like, fuck it, man. Here it goes. And in my head, I'm thinking, I got to come up with a plan. So while I'm getting out of the car, he's like, yo, why are you following me? I said, because you hit my car. He goes, no, I didn't. And the, the plan is building up in my head. I said, yes, you did. And he said, where? And this is where it all came together. I said, over here. Come over here. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm going to get him to look at the car. And as soon as he looks at the car, I'm going to fucking hit him as hard as I can, right in the fucking face. Yeah. Sure enough, I go, he goes, where? I said, right there. And as soon as he looked, bam, I fucking nailed him. And then I just started taking him apart. Bang, 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 bang. I had him on the, the hood of my car, and I just kept hitting until he <laughs> slid off. Until he melted. Like a fucking... Just like a pile of, you know, just a pile of fucking, you know, stupid hood fucking Spanish nonsense. <laughs> I, I used the hood of my car to start fucking pounding him with my foot. And then all of a sudden, another car driving the other way uh, stops, and this, this kid jumps out. His name was uh, Shorty One. We used to, his name was Jose Ortiz, but we used to call him Shorty 140 from 105th. <laughs> He <laughs> <laughs> lived on 29th Street, but that's what, I, that's what we used to call him. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went to military school with Shorty. Like, he was in our breakdancing crew, too. Like, I brought him in. He was a little kid. Yeah. Afterwards. And he comes over, and he pulls me off this fucking guy. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm, like, in a rage right now. I'm, like, like I'm, like, basically, like, crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my, <laughs> I'm like I fucking put my shit together. And I said, get up, go get your fucking papers. And he's like, fucking, what, what, what? go get your fucking insurance. So he's like walking towards his car. And then I, for some reason, I, I got, I looked at my car again. I got annoyed and I ran up behind him and wham, I fucking punched him again in the fucking, in the head. But this time, my knuckle popped. Oh, and fuck. I was like, fuck, oh. motherfucker. And um, so I said, fuck, man, this is going to be a police thing. Um, do I really want to get involved in this? Let me just get the fuck out of here. So I just jumped in my car and I took off. And wouldn't you know it, that fucking prick, he, he still, he still didn't give up. He threw a bottle at my car while I was driving by. <laughs> like to get away from me. Yeah, yeah. But I never felt better about fucking beating on somebody than I felt about that fucking dude. Like that, that, guy. that guy was like everything that I hated about fucking people all wrapped up in one. I know, yeah, you yeah. didn't, you didn't at the start say that you don't like fighting, and then you described that story with so much joy. This fucking bully, <laughs> this fucking bully who goes around fucking talking shit everywhere he goes. Do you, do you understand the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, like, I driving like a fucking reckless dickhead, hitting somebody, yeah, not giving a fuck, taking no responsibility. Yeah, I get it. Being a fucking asshole, 99, like, you know, fucking... 23 hours and 59 minutes a day. You know what I'm saying? Fucking <laughs> talking shit, fucking being an asshole. And I fucking took, I never felt pleasure in my life. Till this day, I'm proud of that moment. <laughs> yeah, the fucked up part is you think you educate somebody. And I did. 
the guy was probably straightened out for about a day. They go back right away. I guarantee you he's annoying somebody. He's probably dead, but if he's wherever he is, he's probably annoying somebody right now. <laughs> yeah, but a little less because you taught him a lesson. So he's, yeah, but, he's, he's yeah. gone through life that little bit less cocky. So You know what? I, I, I punched this guy out once in college uh, for being a dick. And, um, you know, he, he, I saw him again on Steinway Street. Uh, not on Steinway, on Bell Boulevard when I was a cop. And he was still being a dick. And that's when I realized, you know what? People, you can knock some sense into him. It only lasts a couple of days, man. And then they go back to being who they are. This guy was still starting trouble on fucking Bell Boulevard, drunk. I'm like, this guy never learned. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Did you, uh, do, do you know how to throw, like, would you say you know how to throw hands? Well, I boxed. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't learn really. I don't think I was boxing at the time when um, when that fight happened. But not too long after that, I found uh, I got interested in boxing, and I went to um, it was called Lost Battalion Hall on Queens Boulevard. That's where uh, Kevin Kelly used to fight, and uh, Michael Bent. Uh, he was a heavyweight champ, and uh, he used to fight there too. You know, one time these guys came in the gym and they, you know, that's when I first started boxing yeah. and I'm hitting the bag. You know what I'm saying? The guy showed me this, this Puerto Rican guy, Artie used to show me how to hit the bag and shit. And uh, these, all these fucking guys, they look like crack dealers, right? They come down to the gym and they, um, and they, never, they has, open- never has the cop in you come out more in conversation than this listen i still wasn't a cop yet i right. was still up before i went to the academy and these all these guys these these crack dealers they look like them you know at the time that the way they dressed and shit they all came in they all wanted to fight yo we want to fight we'll fight the best guy in here right now and they're just talking shit so, you know, this guy, Artie, who was teaching everybody how to box, he's like an old man. He's an old Puerto Rican guy. And uh, he's like, come on, guys, just get out of here, fucking leave, whatever. And uh, these what guys... Year was, what year was this? Uh, well, I went in the academy in 92, so I would imagine it's 90. So was New York 90. pretty fucking crazy back then in 90? It was still, yeah, it was still crack and shit like that. I mean, okay. these guys were like intimidating looking. One guy came up to me. He's like, how much do you weigh? Yeah, because that's no. fucking crazy to walk into a gym to fucking pick a fight. Like, that's yeah. Wait till you see what happens right now. So then Michael Bent comes in. And Michael oh, Bent yeah. was, uh, he's, he's a professional heavyweight boxer. Right. I don't know if he was pro yet, but he won, he won the heavyweight title. He, he knocked up. Wow. He lost the next fight, but he was uh, he was good. Yeah. So he comes in and he hears this skirmish going on with these guys. So he goes, Artie, what's going on? And then Artie says, I, I don't know. These guys are fucking around. They won't leave. So uh, so he goes, what's up? He goes, yo, we want to fight. We'll fight anybody here. So he looks at Artie. He goes, all right, glove them up. Glove them all up. That means, you know, put the gloves on all of them. Right. All of yeah. a sudden, they all got fucking like a little scared. Yeah. So they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't all want, only he wants to fight. So then it was just like one guy that wanted to fight. So now he doesn't want to put the mouthpiece on, the fucking headgear, you know, take the gloves. He's got all these, finally he gets in the ring. Michael Bent comes out from the locker room and he goes, I'm not even going to hit you in the head. <laughs> 
the guy goes, you better go for yours. So the guy throws uh, three hailmakers like right away that he just kind of sort of dips out. And then he goes, whack, right in the stomach, right? Yeah. The guy goes, all right, all right, good, I'm good. And then he goes, yo, you're the man, you're the man. He starts hugging him. Michael Brandt, yeah, man. Body shots are vicious, and you don't usually expect a body shot. Everyone's thinking in the head, but you go against the pro fighter. They know. They yeah, know what it is. He just dug him once. It wasn't even yeah. that hard. The guy yeah. quit right away. <laughs> JJ, what about you? What uh, what scrapes have you been in? I'm 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 going through all of them in my head now. But I too, I, I was I was never much of a fighter. But when I was younger, I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yeah, as Tyler will tell you, and you guys might even know, it's one of the fightiest places around. You know, it is, it's huh? just, yeah, military military town. There's a lot of there's a lot of what the fuck are you looking at, players? Let's get back to that for a second. Because I played what the fuck are you looking at a lot. <laughs> I was like, what the yeah. fuck? And people would just be like, oh, bro, what the fuck? My buddies would just piss themselves laughing, you know? Yeah. And I would play that game with my wife in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other level is the is the what the fuck did you just say? What did you what the fuck did you just say? Because that happens a lot in Halifax. I even saw that recently. I went when I was home at I think two Christmases ago, I was home with some friends and we went out downtown Halifax and we were outside a club at like two in the morning and I think I was talking to a girl and and clearly some of these what the fuck are you looking at boys uh, hadn't had anybody look at them for a while. Yeah. So they saw me talking to her, and they just came over to me, and they and immediately went, "What the fuck did you just say to her? What the fuck did you just say to?" Her? And it just turned into, "We're gonna protect this woman, even though it was none of their fucking business." Oh yeah, and I, and that's when you know it. And then my friends just came over, going, "Yeah, maybe we should just walk away from this one," because you can, <laughs> you can see that? their swollen knuckles just looking for that. You know, it's they, two a.m. and they're desperate. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah, I'm forty-four. No. <laughs> How old were the yeah, yeah. guys? How old were the guys doing the what the fuck? Uh, they they're probably I don't know probably in their mid thirties I guess. I don't know I don't know I think I think well in Halifax well, fucking in, losing. What fucking mid thirties huh? What in, the fuck are you in doing? Halifax though in Halifax you start you start going downtown Halifax trying to get in fights when you're nineteen you know easily. So, I know but I you know, know. sometimes you hang you, them up around twenty five twenty six you know. Sometimes oh, you yeah. can't. What, yeah, but you should also not be talking to girls outside a nightclub at two in the morning when you're a Generation X, right. so, <laughs> which I was guilty of. But right. but it definitely it definitely still happens. So yeah, so Halifax is rough. So I remember a lot of fights that I used to get in Halifax. And I'm also six three. So even though I'm not the fighter and never was the fighter in my group, right? Um, you know, I had a couple of buddies who were who were good fighters. Uh, they were considerably shorter so whenever i was we were out at the clubs it would always be me first you know i would they would they would pick me to to do what the fuck you looking at right and then they'd start and then and then my and then my buddies would usually uh chime in and you what reminded me Mark, at, what the fuck are you looking at <laughs> what the fuck did you yeah. say yeah 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 they, yeah, they'd, yeah they'd be waiting man it's the I who's would, on first of fighting yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There was our best one was at Halloween when we were we were all dressed. My buddy worked at this place called the Citadel Hotel, and he had stolen all the all their uniforms. They all had kilts for uniforms. So me and my buddies 
We were all dressed as That's Scottish cool. vampires. That's the theme we went for that night in Halifax. So we all had these kilts on and these and these vampire, like vampire at the top, kilt on the bottom. And we were at this club called JJ's. It's not around in Halifax anymore. But our nemesis, I like that you reminded me of the necklaces too, because there's this guy who always tried to fight me whenever we'd see each other downtown. And... Uh, and this was our final fight and probably my most victorious one i'm not even sure if i won many of the other ones but in this one in particular (laughs) we were we were dressed as scottish vampires because it was halloween and we're drinking downtown at this club called jj's and then boom we got we got a little bit of what the fuck you looking at uh from from these guys that we recognized the fight poured out into the streets and me and this guy ended up fighting over a car like on top of a car for a while and i was holding my own i don't know if it was the alcohol but i had plenty of confidence at the time and i can confidently say i won not only did i win the fight but i came away with his necklace it was so this was this was like late 90s so it was a hemp it was a hemp necklace and i remember walking away from the fight with his hemp necklace in my hands, truly <laughs> victorious. Yeah. I'd say that's the best. That was my best fight that I've ever been for being a non-fighter. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, if you if you were a rapper, that would have been a gold chain, and that would have been like fucking something to say. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been that would have been money. Yeah, not in yeah. Halifax. Any of the gold will just wash away. You said you fought him before. Like, did you yeah. know who he was? Did you know his name and stuff? Or? Uh, him and his friends. So I think his name was Jason, which is the same as my name. I think we had the same name, and it was just became this legendary thing. Like, better not JJ. run into that uh, that other Jason. And the, yeah, and that and yeah. So we always hate each other. But yeah, I didn't know much more about they were from a different like school district or whatever than us. But yeah, we would always fight, and it was always definitely me and the other Jason would always start it. I didn't even know how, I think he had a drinking problem. I don't know how he's doing these days. <laughs> but usually he would find me in the bars, and he was, he was gone. He was half in the bag. You know, his eyes weren't pointing in the same direction. Usually whenever he'd try to start the fight with me. And then we'd fight, we'd fight, we'd fight in the bar, get kicked out of the bar. By the time yeah. we got kicked out of the bar, our friends would be able to keep us separate so that's that guy. like for some reason like, I, funny what what is your fucking problem with me why do you keep this shit up yeah every time but he just kept coming like a like a fucking like a machine just coming at me and not 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 speaking <laughs> not justifying anything he was just an asshole maybe i fucked his girlfriend <laughs> i don't know what he had to justify it in his head but that was right, definitely right, right. That's, and that's the pre-comedy days. I, but I have to tell you guys this one, the one in my, since I've been a comedian, one of the close, I mean, I've had a gun pulled on me as well uh, in the Philippines. A guy pulled a gun on me after a gig and threatened to end me. Uh, but that's technically not a fight. So right. uh, the, the best fight I had, uh, or well, I, I had only because I won in the end, but uh, it was at a nightclub. So it was at one of those nightclub gigs, you know, that has a comedy gig like the comedy show is in there but it still smells of dirty sweat and beer and cheesy and then they end the show and like rush out and start bringing in people to dance yeah yeah Yeah. so all the so all the bouncers famous club famous club in boston does that every weekend and has for probably 15 years you know right so yeah, so it's and a lot of the staff don't give a shit about it. The situation's right. uh, weird. You're on, you're on a stage in a corner. 
but the sound system and the DJ booth is going to be more important in an hour and a half than the right. show. But I was doing this show and some guy got offended and he stormed the stage. And I mean, he, I couldn't see him quite through the lights and he, he managed, he hit me like basically for the rest of my set, I had a hot ear, let's call it. So, so he missed me by million years, but took my cheek and my ear. Like it was just, it felt like it was swollen. And we had a little tussle on the uh, on the stage i mean i punched him a couple times in the ribs just to try to get him to loosen his grip on me he had his arms around my shoulder and we were so we're fighting i wasn't feeling great about it because i was there to do a gig so i wasn't incredibly happy and the bouncers came and broke it up so the bouncers come they pull this guy off me and he's still yelling and screaming he's gonna fucking kill me because <laughs> uh, he's totally misinterpreted like i did a gig a gag about like cheerios or something and he thinks that i've you know, talked about his mother. I don't know, but he was he was way off. I was happy that the bouncers pulled him off of me, but I did spend the rest of my set talking to the audience about how I'm like checking my ear to see if it's so you finish. So you finish this. I'm like, it's, yeah, yeah. I was like, so I was like, hot, hot ear and everything, and I was like, this guy's gone. And then just as I was wrapping up my set, he came back in. And I could hear him, and it, it made it funnier anyway, because the bouncers, there's these two big bouncers, they were, and they were like keeping him at arm's length in a distance. So now I'm on stage and I'm just commenting on it, just oh, yeah, making yeah. fun of him. Dude's coming back, you know, he's forgotten, forgotten his jacket or some shit. Oh, very, <laughs> very polite conversation happening. Everybody's kind of watching. But then I saw, but then he threw a big right at the bouncer and took him out took out the bouncer and managed to get around him. And then he starts running down, down the aisleway to me. And I'm like, I, I gotta say I was, I was in the corner and I was going, Oh fuck me. And I'm just watching this angry dude who I know wants to throw another punch. And he just fucking smoked the bouncer. This guy's got a head full of steam. Yeah. Yeah. Smokes the bouncer and starts running because the other bouncer was there, was now running after him, and any other staff were like, oh shit. So he had about a 60 yard run to come at me, and I didn't know what to do. I'm just freezing, like, just, oh, this isn't going to be good. But he, <laughs> but, the, but the speakers, because it was a nightclub, dance club, there's these low hanging monitor speakers. <laughs> and as he came full steam at me and he came up like the three steps to the stage, <laughs> yes. he didn't realize there was this low hanging speaker. Fucking knocked himself out right <laughs> at my feet. <laughs> and it was one of the best kings I've ever had. He just smokes himself. He's oh, out no. cold next to me, and I just spent the rest of the gig going, Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that, was awesome. great. that is a great stage fight story. It was very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. <laughs> that's, one, that's one of those gigs, too, where you're like, fuck, I wish I was recording. Yeah. Yeah, oh entirely. Oh, my God. That would, now that thing would have 25 million hits. Yeah. 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 It probably is recorded now. It's such yeah. a win. It's such a win. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Have you seen any wild shit <laughs> when you're doing shows? Are we, who are we on it? Tyler? Mark. Well, I'll tell you what, you know what, when you talk about that violent streak in you, man, you know, that's something that never leaves you. I remember I was out with Harris Stanton. Yeah. And we were doing a talent gig. And my wife had called me up. So I went down this, uh, they, got a, they got a band playing. It was the guy who uh, was on the radio with him. He had a band. What was that guy's name? 
I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, right? When they were 98.7 yeah. Kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, like, the, the, the guy who's morning show. Yeah, the guy whose morning show was he had a band, so they're playing. It's really loud in there. I decide I'm gonna I got I'm gonna talk to my wife. My kids are small at the time. I, I go down this like ramp where where I'm away from everybody and I'm on the phone. And then um, <laughs> the bouncer comes over there, and I don't know what he did. Whether it was with his hand or something, like yo, come over here. Like some whatever the fuck he did annoyed me. Yeah. Right. You just forget, like, because you just forget, you know, who you're trying to be when somebody annoys you like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what did you say? He goes, you're not supposed to be down there. Come over here. I said, no, no. What the fuck did you just say to me? like that? So now I'm on the phone with my wife, and she knows how I am or yeah. how I used to be. Right. So she's like, what are you doing right now? Stop! Don't. What are you doing? I'm like, shut up right now. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And he goes, yo, you're not, and then I could see him cowering down. He goes, yo, you're not, you know, like, I'm six foot four. Like, I'm, so is he, though. But I'm yeah. like, yo, right in his face, I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? Tell me, what? He goes, you're not supposed to be down there. I don't want any problems. He said, I don't want any problems. I said, all right, just watch what the fuck you say to me. And then I just, and Harris Stanton just happened to be standing right there. <laughs> and then he goes, yo, what the fuck was that, bro? I said, I don't know, man, that fucking guy annoyed me. He goes, I never saw you like that before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really come out. I try to, I try to contain that side. Right. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? So you're six, you're like six, four, but probably like when you were in shape, even like, like 10 years ago, what'd you walk around at? Probably like two forty. Well, that wasn't really in shape. That was like, uh, but, like if right. I could be, if I can when, I, when, I, when I say in shape, I just mean not you now. <laughs> if, I, if I could be, if I, when I was 225, I was beautiful, man. Right, Fuck. right. Shredded. That's a lot of weight behind a punch. I was 6'3", 170. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm 225, but I'm 5'11". So. <laughs> yeah. The first part I ever got on TV, I, I played a boxer. It was in uh, Danny Aiello's TV show. It was called Della Ventura. Right. right. And I was the co-star. I had like eight scenes in that episode. And I played this boxer. And, you know, I'm in the ring. <laughs> like, if you want, you can see I get knocked out in the bar. <laughs> in, that, in, that, in that episode? Yeah, yeah. This guy. We, oh, we man, get, I got a website. There just happens to be a boxing gloves at the bar. And then the guy wants to show me a lesson that I'm not really ready for this other guy, this fight that this bad manager is trying to hook me up with. Yeah. Then he knocks me out in the bar. I want to see this now. Yeah. yeah. What was the name of the show? Della Ventura. Okay. <laughs> but that when I had to go audition for that, you know what I'm saying? Like they wanted to, uh, I remember the, the callback was, uh, okay, let, let, let me see your shadow box. So I started shadow boxing for uh, Danny Aiello's son, who passed away, by the way. He was a really good guy. He was the fight coordinator on the show. Mm. And I did some shadow boxing for him. And he goes, all right, man, you got the part. And I was like, what? He goes, you got the part. And I was like, there was no way I was going to get this part. Like, I just, I'm still in acting school. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I went for a fucking audition, you know, and I got the fucking part. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's just like, just, you're kidding me. Yeah. That's oh, great. Did you ever see anything wild in all those uh, hood shows that you played? Because you played a bunch, you know? Did yeah, you, ever, you know. Did you ever see anything I, break out? You know, what's funny is that 
God is always with me, especially when I was a cop and I couldn't get involved in shit. Remember, uh, what was that place? The Times Square Art Center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the which, was, which was the Laugh Factory before it was the Times yeah, Square yeah. Art Center. Do you remember the midnight show there? There was always somebody that didn't want to fucking pay their check, and there were all these yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. gang people there. Right, because they would just bark any piece of shit in there, yeah. Yeah, somehow, by the grace of God, I would always just leave, and they'd be like, oh, you should have seen what happened last night. They were fucking <laughs> throwing chairs and all this shit. Right. There was one time where I was there, and there was a lot of pushing around going and a lot of choking going on. And somehow I managed to get, like, I was standing next to everybody, like I'm a part of it, and then I worked yeah. my way over to where the stairwell was, and then I just started going down the stairwells and out the door. <laughs> like, that's, get the, yeah, dude, that's that's much more in tune with the with like the way i know you and picture you like i'm out no, because i couldn't get involved i couldn't get involved with nothing when i was a cop because right then they don't know why you're there why are right. you there well i'm a comedian you know what about the neighborhood growing up you grew up in the bronx right no in queens it's oh, queens what about did the, what did, you, did you ever see this thing in the neighborhood? Uh, you know what? The first time I ever saw a really good punch, man, we were we were at a dance, and there was a kid from the neighborhood had a girlfriend, and one of my friends said that uh, when they had, they were on a breakup, that uh, she, you know, they they fooled around. Yeah. So when we got to this party. We went down these stairs, and then there was a landing, and there was more steps going down. And then this this kid came up, and he said to my friend, he goes, uh, you better take that back, whatever you said. And then my friend goes, or else. And he, go, and he goes, you better take that back, whatever you said about my girl, or else. And he goes, or else what? And as soon as he said, or else what, he hit him once in the stomach, and then he hit him uh, with a left hook. And I never heard a punch. Like, it just, it, it, it scared me to, like, my, ugh, it fucked yeah. me up. And then he went flying down the stairs on his back and onto the dance floor, out cold like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I swore to myself, I said, I need to learn how to protect myself. And that's when I started going to the boxing gym because I never want to get hit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would go on the tip. I didn't even tell none of my friends. And there was this other kid from my neighborhood. His name was Nick the Greek. And he was running around knocking everybody out. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But if you, hung, if you hung out at a certain corner, and let's say you were taking care of the people in your neighborhood on that corner, and he wanted that corner, he'd come there, he'd punch you in your fucking face, and say, from now on, he worked for me. And that's the way right. it worked. And then... Uh, he, he had never fucked with me to that point. And then one day he comes down to Lost Battalion Hall, that boxing place I was telling yeah. you about. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's sparring with somebody. And from that point on, he had so much respect for me. Because uh, from that point, before that, he was just hitting the bag in his basement. Yeah. And he just wanted to practice on people so he would knock people out. <laughs> <But that one laughs> yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. Dude, you're hitting something. You're like, I want to see something on the other end of this, you know. Yo, when he saw me sparring and on the break of the spar, he goes, hey, my name in the neighborhood was Fresh. He goes, yo, Fresh, you're doing your thing, bro. You're doing your thing, Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicky got killed in a, 
they shot him in, in Greece. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking because he was doing that fucking story of Queens bullshit in Greece, and somebody said, "Ah, oh, buddy, that's, that's not how things go over here." You know. <laughs> also, did he take the nickname Nick the Greek to Greece? They might have been pissed <laughs> off about that. Probably the only fucking. It's an open American as soon as you go off in Greece. Going, I'm no, Nick, Nick the Greek. There was a lot of people in in the that I grew up with that were characters, and he was he was a good guy though. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's just uh, he respected but, the fact that I was actually in the gym. It, it's funny. There's a I, when I played uh, high school hockey in grade ten. Man, it was like I I played house league my whole life and really didn't start playing contact till the year before. And there was a couple of times I got fucking smoked. I was definitely the worst player on the team that year. Were you playing hockey? Yeah, yeah. And and I had a couple of guys on my on my team who were fucking good, dude. There was this How old one. Were you? I was probably sixteen. Sixteen? Yeah, and, I, and, I, and there was guys on my like high school hockey in Canada, so you know, is not good hockey it's not like the tier that you want to be in if you're any, if you're a real good hockey player you're already playing junior if in the states if you're a good high school player then maybe you go to college but that's not the system in canada but we had guys in our high school team who were getting letters to like wisconsin and stuff and one of those guys who got a full ride to wisconsin uh blew it because uh he was up on a on a uh on a murder charge that he beat <laughs> so wow. <laughs> and that fucking guy wouldn't even look at me in the dressing room until I got in a street fight like three years later with one of his buddies. And then the next time I saw him was in a 7-Eleven. He came up to me and was like, yo, Red, man, so good to see you. <laughs> and I'm like, Who the fuck are, where are you coming from now? You know, it, it was totally like that episode of Bugs Bunny where the the, the little dogs follow in the big dog. He's like, <laughs> And then the yeah, fucking yeah. little dog busts somebody's ass. And then the big dog's like, go, rah, 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 being his sidekick. Because I wanted fucking nothing to do with him at the time, you know. That's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. Players are, uh, you know, they were, they're tough guys, man. I used to work out in the gym where one of the, there was a New Jersey devil that used to work out in my gym. And he was a little guy, man. Mm. I used to walk through the gym. If you didn't move out of his way, you fucking walk, you know, he fucking hit you. I got to know him and you know we you know he, he used to let me spot him <laughs> wait 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 wait. it wasn't the devils it was the rangers you know who it was no, 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 jersey devils oh okay devils oh, 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 oh i think his name was like steve smith or some shit this right. guy was, he was a fighter he was a tough fucking guy yeah 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 this is like in the 80s yeah. Oh, okay. Right on. Right on. Well, you yeah, know, they were a good team, man. This fucking guy used to walk around the gym. If you didn't get out of his way, man. No, not Scott Stevens. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, he's not the greatest. The greatest hockey hitter hitter of all time. Scott yeah. Stevens was fucking nails. Ended Animal. Ended Eric Lindros. Ended him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he um, was. Uh, <laughs> he could. He could lift. Like he was a gym guy. In, in, a, in a gym full of, you know, 250-pound guys, everybody would move out of his way. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they, they fucking, they smelt him coming, you know? Yeah, no, he, he you know, he, everybody got to know him, and it was cool after that, but 
Right. You know, if you didn't know him, you got you knew that he, to give him his space when he's walking because he's not going to move. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to university with Jody Shelley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The last like the last fighter role player in the That's NHL. Right. He wow. fought his way all the way to the NHL, but I and so I'm not even sure if he went to Dow. Like I think he was on the Dow hockey team, but he was always around in Dow. He was friends with my roommate because um, he's down. He's from the South Shore, uh, so they're from the they were from the same neighborhood. But he was he's a nasty man to be around if he has to be. That man can fight. but he was he a smart was he a smart put together guy though? Like you said, you saw him in university. I think he was. No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was at university for the brains. He was there to play Tigers hockey, Dalhousie oh, Tigers gotcha. hockey. Gotcha. And and he literally went on to fight his way all the way to the NHL. Like I don't wow. think anybody mapped it out for him. Like yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even if you're a role player on a on a college team, it's not. Yeah, not really yeah what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What the fuck is but like? Then, yeah. Then like, boom. Yeah. Five years later, he's fought like. But, you know, he's just a great fighter. You become a crowd favorite, whip everybody into a frenzy, and they love you. And, uh, yeah, I don't remember what his first NHL team was. But and somebody sees cow. you one night, and, and there it goes. Then you, and then you get to the next level. He built a pretty good career for himself, man. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fought Probert like three times in one game, I think. Like, <laughs> Did he? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Oh, in one game. I know. And I, I know it was. He fought him three times. I don't know if it was in one game. Maybe twice yeah. in one game. I mean, he's. I mean, he's a lar large dude as well. But every like, if we had a party or something, you, you know, I had like five roommates. We had a big house in university, so there was like five of us in this place. Um, and if we had a party or something, Jody would show up. Just like, there's a mountain of a man in the middle of our living room that can knock you out at the drop of a hat. Right. <laughs> Everybody yeah. just. You hope he goes home with the shit. <laughs> did you yeah, ever oh, see him get? Did you ever see him get into it outside of like off the ice, like into any altercations or? Yeah, because he was also a bouncer. So he was a bouncer at a bar down in Halifax called Brand. It was called, used to be called Brandy's. Um, it's called, uh, and then it was called Bubbles for a while when the Trailer Park Boys were huge. They bought yeah. Trailer Park Boys bought it and changed it. I don't know if you've been down there, <laughs> but it's that bar. It's right next to the Palace, which is the Palace is open. It used to be open to like four in the morning. Or it was the last chance for romance. <laughs> and then you had Brandy's next door. So a lot of the hockey players and stuff would hang out in Brandy's. And yeah, uh, on, on a lot of he, – he, we used to see him having fights and throwing people out of the bar while saying hi to us, which, was, which is always surreal. He could, still hold, <laughs> he could still hold the conversation with his casual friends while kicking the shit out of somebody. <laughs> So, yeah, always thankful to have him on our side. Oh, for sure. And you've done stand-up, like, extensively throughout uh, Europe as well, right? Like, you've traveled yeah. pretty much the whole world doing comedy, very, like, international uh, stuff. What's the, the most dangerous city that you think you've been to doing That's comedy? Uh, Cardiff. Uh, Cardiff in Wales is... I mean, not, I mean, the Welsh are great, but it's just a rough, you know, rough rugby city and they're very, very fighty, especially in the, in the audience. Um, I mean, one of the biggest, I mean, I've, so, I've seen a whole audience of 300 pe Welsh people at a gig, at a stand-up comedy gig 
and a big fight broke out. And I swear to God, about 250 of them were involved in the fight. Oh, I just wow. looking around going, which one of these, like, who's, who's not in this fight right now? It was absolutely, <laughs> it was absolutely insane. And I saw the way it started was there was two rugby teams in. Uh, there was two rugby teams in it, and it was a it was Christmas time. It was a Christmas gig, and no Christmas moratorium on the violence this year. <laughs> no, no, yeah, the Welsh love a good yeah. Well, you know the thing about the Welsh love a good fight at a comedy gig anyway, but also Christmas gigs. I mean, come on, only only ten percent of the audience is is fans of comedy. <laughs> the right. Other, the other 90% are usually there because it's a corporate due or their boss paid for the tickets or whatever. It's a yeah. Christmas right, Christmas right. thing. So they were just kicking off royally. When I was on stage, they, we had to cut the gig a little bit short because the, the teams, the two rugby teams started to fight each other and the balancers had to get in between each other. And I remember counting down going, okay, well, this is, this is just not not gonna happen i'll just i'll just wrap it up wish you all a merry christmas and get off and the yelling and screaming continued um and the bouncers were breaking up the fight between these two rugby teams but while and and in in, uh in britain and wales and stuff they have breaks between the sections of a comedy show right they'll have three they have comedian break comedian break because they don't have waitress service they have instead you go to this big long bar back there and get all your drinks so there's a break, and then uh, I was just talking to him about this earlier. I was told him, I said I was going to tell the story. So it all started kicking off, and now and Jim Jeffries was was headlining. He was due to come up uh, in the <laughs> in the closing section. So so I had done like the middle section, and they were all kicking off. But by the time Jim was on, and Jim did a few offensive jokes just to set the mood, and and there's something about his offensive jokes. They kind of united the rugby players, but against the bouncers. So now, it <laughs> did, so now it, it wasn't. So now it wasn't the bouncers breaking up the two teams. Instead, it was like everybody for themselves, and they were all going after these bouncers. There's probably a team of like twelve bouncers there, and now they started fighting. Now they started fighting. I'm at the back of the bar at this time, just drinking and watching. And and it's all hell is breaking loose, and the girlfriends of the of the rugby team. I was wondering when the chicks got involved. I was wondering if the chicks got involved. Oh, the the girlfriends all got in. Everybody's kicking off. Jim couldn't get off the stage. So, <laughs> so and it's still one of my favorite moments because he couldn't get off the stage and he couldn't finish a joke anymore. He literally sat on the stage and just started singing. So this is Christmas, <laughs> and what have you done? <laughs> and, and he just sang, he just sang all of it, like, from end to end, while chairs were flying. And, oh. were <laughs> and oh, that was, was uh, moment. that was our, yeah. Holy cow, man. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. But that is, that is the big one. They, the Welsh have a, they have a street called Chip Alley, it's called. And it's, uh, it's like about, I don't know, 400 yards long, but it's all full of uh, fast food places and stuff. Yeah. And, it, and it runs, I don't want to say runs with blood. It makes it sound really, really violent. But Chip Alley, you, you go to Chip Alley in Cardiff anytime after, say, 10 at night right. uh, until 4 in the morning, and there's, uh, there's fights, fights everywhere. Oh, my God, dude, we got to do it. We got to do uh edinburgh edinburgh whatever it is and then we got to go to chip alley and do a live episode at chip alley and then just talk to people yeah you'll see it man that's Uh, brilliant you should do that for you 
are you up at 100 episodes yet? No, no, we're, no, no. Not yet. We're it's probably at like 50 episode. or something. Yeah, that's a great 100th episode. You're right. It's a big trip. You can play from now. Yeah. yeah the, uh, Jim Jeffries has one of the more famous heckler fight videos on, on YouTube that went viral. Were, did you happen to be at that gig too, or was that? No, I wasn't at that gig, but I was his roommate at the time. I was with him when he came home and said, told, told me about oh, shit. it because we, uh, we were living in Manchester. Um, and, well, yeah, I mean, Manchester's a rough, <laughs> it's a rough, rough place as well. We actually lived, uh, it's quite funny, when, when we moved up to Manchester, we moved from London to Manchester. So it was me, Jim Jeffries, and another Australian comedian called Steve Hughes. Who's, who's oh, yeah, Hughes quite, is hilarious. Hughes, he's quite great. So we were all living in Manchester. It was more affordable. We had a bigger place, but we lived really close to Moss Side in Manchester. And any British people will know it's it, that is the one of the dodgiest places in Britain. We didn't. So we lived and and uh, famously got burgled as well while we lived in Moss Side. I was away. I was in Australia at the time. When we got burgled. These guys broke into our house in Moss Side because they thought we were drug dealers because they. They had watched the patterns of the of us leaving and coming oh back, God, like, leaving late at night. Because <laughs> it turns out the st- yeah, stand-up comedians, people, fucking snatch and lock, stock and two smoking barrels, and yeah. so break-ins, dude. I swear to God. Yeah, they're <laughs> casing the joint. So yeah, they saw us coming and going. They thought we were drug dealers. So, so imagine their disappointment when, when they break in and just see a bunch of comics trying to oh, watching it. watching betty hill reruns <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but the, yeah but the one you're talking about tyler is that yeah jim famously got uh this guy just charged out of nowhere that's an example out of the lights too because you can tell that jim couldn't see what was coming so yeah. at, the, at the last minute you, jim's still going hold on mate and that guy's already cocked and yeah. swinging at him and then they had a little little tussle and then uh, and Jim left while the bouncers all broke it up. And then Jim came back out, actually, and finished that gig. That was quite great, too. I think Jim <laughs> comes out and finishes it, doesn't he? And then he goes, uh, you guys don't know this, but I travel with him. <laughs> whenever, whenever the gig's getting tough, I get him to throw a punch at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing like a little physical comedy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, the British are—they're—they're they're fighty people, man. I love—I love it, dude. You know, and I do think a part of that comes from the fact that there are no guns over there, or at least relatively few. You know what I mean? It's like you know, you're just gonna go out and settle it in the streets, and a you know, very hardcore alcoholic culture. But I mean, yeah. it's the same thing up in Canada. You know what I mean? It was like you go I, out I, I and fight. And my act. I, I have a joke about that in my act about how they don't—they don't carry the bobbies don't carry guns. Right. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with they're very polite. You know. Oh uh, yeah. They're not, well, scared to, they're not scared to fight. Right. Yeah. No, they're definitely they're definitely no, not like scared to here, fight. It's like, uh, you know, the first reaction they kept taking tools away from us. You know what I'm saying? We used to have like a nightstick that you could use, and then there was a little baton that you had. Right. The ass. Little by little, they started taking everything away. So if you can't handle yourself with your hands. The first thing you do is go for your gun. Right. Like, I would never think about that because I could handle myself with my hands. Right. Yeah. You know, but like they can't over there. So if there is a tussle, it's not the end of the world. It's a fight. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's something I don't get, Mark. Why isn't, like, why isn't pe- pepper spray used more often as, as, a, as, a, as a faster 
choice in a in a deterrent to de-escalate something, or is it pepper spray too uncontrollable? Is that why they can't? I think it's because you're worried the other guy's got a gun, probably, right? Well, I don't don't know if uh, it's in your eyes too. Like, got respected. You know what I'm saying? It's almost, and it it depending on which way the wind's blowing, it could affect you. Right. Right. The taser seems to be like a big thing right now. You know, they don't hesitate to go to the taser. Yeah, the taser's a good move. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like that's yeah, a that's, I regret that I, I retired before like I got a chance to use the taser on somebody <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really a big thing you know like it just started coming out when I was phasing yeah, out yeah, yeah. you know and I would have loved to fucking taste somebody man are you kidding me yeah. oh, Mark, here's a question for you have you ever seen two chicks go at it uh, yeah I remember one time we were in a club and uh, it was on Queens Boulevard Goldfingers is there now. I think it was called Phase Two, and they had an upstairs, but they had a downstairs too. And me and my friend Chris, we used to call him my moo. We still call him my moo. That means monkey in Greek. <laughs> so we're downstairs and we're having our drinks over there, and then all of a sudden, two chicks start fighting, and they're going off right. And then yeah. Chris, my friend Chris, my moo, he dives. Onto the onto the onto the carpet, the floor, and he's crawling around over there. So I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" He goes, "Yo, when chicks fight, they always lose gold." I'm over here looking at a titty. This guy is picking up gold from everywhere. There's gonna be money here. That's great. Well, oh, back to the. Back to the taser thing. I was uh, I was doing a show in Barrie, Ontario, which is just north of Toronto, and uh, I get like I'm doing I'm I'm closing it out, so I'm I'm doing like a forty minute set, but I have this like closing bit that I've been working on, and I like specifically like was wor- doing this room to work on this bit, and I'm getting into that. I just start up the bit, and some shit starts happening outside, and there's this fucking guy who's all drugged out, going crazy, and the cops roll up. And they're fucking taser in this guy. And it is like, it's like a fucking light show out there. Like oh, wow. they, they gave it to him and he keeps getting back up. And like, they, they couldn't bring him down at first. Like he's, he's on something. And everyone in the bar got up and just went out and watched. And I'm on stage. No one's in the fucking bar anymore. I can't see like, I love that he's getting tased and he's just getting stronger. He's just like, oh. They were, they're ruthless with this guy. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> Did you finish yeah. the bit? Oh yeah, I did. I did, but no one was in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you do it without the word. It goes. It goes. Alcohol. People getting tased. Stand-up comedy. That's, <laughs> a, that's how. The, that's how the public feels. Yeah. yeah. You learn very quickly how important you are as an entertainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would leave to watch somebody getting tased if I was performing. I'd be like, all right, five minute intermission, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, fellas, we've been going we've been going at it for a while. Is there, is there anything uh is there anything else that, that, that you you never got a chance? Well, you know what? You asked if you've seen girls fight. I was gonna say I have a oh, scar yeah. in my I have a scar in my eyebrow from watching, <laughs> from watching girls fight, but I wasn't uh, me and some friends. This is de- this is actually outside of uh, outside of Brandy's where Jody oh, Shelley yeah. used to used to bounce. Another What's good old Halifax. Everybody's everybody's yeah. Uh, we were me and some boys. We were watching two girls go at it. Uh, this is just at the base of Citadel Hill, which is quite famous in in Halifax. Uh, so 
uh, when all the all, all the bars let out at a certain time, um, these two girls were fighting. Two tall, very tall women going at it, and we were captive. We were watching, you know, we were whatever, twenty years old, watching and giggling uh, while they fight. And then one of them noticed us and wasn't impressed with that we were entertained. And she started chasing my friend around. Now, my friend, I'm going to say that he's five foot seven, I'm going to say. But, but I pissed myself laughing because she started chasing him. And he, at one point, stopped and ducked. And she went over him. <laughs> she went over him. And then he ran back to us. Now, he's giggling because he's, he's managed to duck under her legs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm laughing now. And he runs past me. And he's turned around and now we're walking. And so he's walking backward, looking at me and I'm just walking, looking at him. And I thought I had nothing to do with him. But at the last minute I saw his face drop and he just kind of pointed because now the girl was coming after me and I didn't know. And just this hand came over with a key and it luckily it got me in my eyebrow. And so I still carry that scar to this day, just in my eyebrow. And I was like, I was driving that night as well. So I, you know, it was just dripping blood all the way back to Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, Sydney Crosby town, uh, with this blood because this girl just didn't like us laughing at her. But it was, if you saw my friend go between her legs, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is an Ovechkin podcast, just so you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> the Novi town. All right. Listen, fellas, thank you so much for doing the, uh, for doing the podcast, man. I love doing, I, I love talking to you guys about this shit. Yeah, yeah, you guys have anything you man. want? You guys have anything you want to plug? I know JJ, you got a, a comedy album coming out. Yeah, I got a new album uh, come out. It goes officially on sale on Monday, but right now it's on a pre-sale for five bucks. So if anybody likes uh, stand up or like, you can check out my old stuff for free on Spotify or whatever, and see if you want to throw five bucks. For a oh, five bucks driving down five the market. Bucks. Five bucks for a couple days. Uh, it'll go up to. It'll go up to whatever the oh, iTunes good, good. <laughs> on, a, on Monday. But uh, until then, I got a deal. Right on, right on. Mark, what's going down with you, man? I got a podcast that I do with my buddy Bill uh, Cannon. He's a retired homicide sergeant. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called Police Off the Cuff. And nice. we're on a new platform called Inside Blue 360. Oh, cool. We drop new episodes every Friday. Uh, it's just... Um, tremendous guests you know oh, you so you're talking to other cops and law enforcement people and shit like that we got, yeah we have cops oh, we have prosecutors we have uh right uh, journalists oh cool we have professors um uh, coming in every it's all you know law enforcement we, we you know we we keep it lighthearted and funny right it's not it's really the opposite procedure. of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's a it's a you know it's a gag really you know we're just having right. fun like cool. just cops telling war stories and shit but cool. uh so that's what we're doing all right sweet right thanks on. for Check having me by the that's way that's awesome yeah man thanks for doing it both of you guys thanks a lot we appreciate thanks, it guys cheers fellas right on good one all right fellas Ha <laughs> ha.